Welcome to a very special edition of the Delaware Valley Journal podcast. We cover Bucks, Chester, Delaware, Montgomery counties, and we also keep an eye on Philadelphia, where the huge news that our news editor, Linda Stein, has been covering the uh, House of Representatives looking into the actions of DA Larry Krasner. Linda, how are you? Great. How are you, Michael? I'm just watching the big news break. And at the center of that news is State Representative Martina White. Representative White, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. So big picture, what happened? So uh, today I dropped articles of impeachment for Larry Krasner. Uh, Earlier this week, I took note of a report that was issued by the Select Committee on Restoring Law and Order that described egregious misbehavior and conduct by Larry Krasner's office uh, and himself. So I just felt compelled to to move forward with this. I don't feel that it's necessary to wait any longer. Our people have suffered for long enough. Um, And his policies have pretty much destroyed our city. And so what are the specifics that you saw that inspired you to, instead of waiting for this process that the the special House Select Committee had started, what caused you to say, you know what, let's go ahead and file these now? Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, like they're going to continue their investigation. They still have, you know, pages and pages of documents that they still need to review uh, and dig deeper into. But what was already provided to us um, without their formal recommendations obviously have not come out yet. Um, so I just feel compelled now to, to move forward because there are instances of repeated disregard of victims on sentencing matters. Uh, such as in the case of Lisa Hart Newman, who was actually left to freeze to death as an infant at the scene of her parents' murders. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really a shame. But as a victim of crime herself, she wasn't even contacted by Krasner's office when when they went before a judge to advocate on behalf of her parents' murderer. Um, The staggering amount of dysfunction that has come to light from untrained staff, uh, from top to bottom, being too inexperienced to successfully try cases. They have a lack of institutional knowledge on basic courtroom procedures, and it's led to disastrous results. I mean, we have uh, you know, high levels of withdrawals, dismissals, and null prost cases, and basically criminals are walking free. So we've seen, um, particularly in the report, uh, the condemnation by multiple different courts and judges to the point where one of the judges, the common pleas judge, Barbara McDermott, she actually called the office's prosecutors incompetent. Um, The DA's office, another really um, indicative piece that prompted me to take action was just the abuse of their power when they were caught lying to a grand jury and to multiple judges, like Democrat Supreme Court Justice Kevin Doherty. I'm sure you've heard that story, Linda. Yes. yeah, it's 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 wild. They literally lied to uh, the, the court, um, to the grand jury, and they were excoriated by Justice Kevin Doherty for intentionally misleading a jury, withholding evidence, and denying a police officer his civil rights to a preliminary trial. So it's it's just egregious coming from the top law enforcement officer in our city. And if he is impeached by the whole house, um, it goes to the Senate, right? And then. What happens next? Yes. So what happens next, the articles of impeachment, they have a house, it's House Resolution 240, so you can track it and keep an eye on it. It will be put into the Judiciary Committee, where the members would have to vote to bring it to the House floor. Once it's on the House floor, the entire chamber would vote on it. 
um, then it would go over to the Senate for trial. And they have their own rules and they would, you know, create committees on which, you know, what rules they want to, you know, move forward on when it comes to trying this case. So one of the articles of impeachment is blocking the attempt of this select committee to look into what he was doing. My understanding is, is that Krasner did, in fact, provide some responses to subpoenaed material. It may not have made everyone on the committee happy. Is, is that what that impeachment item is about or is it about something else? So um, it is indi it's indicated in the impeachment articles as the second article of ob obstruction. So he has obstructed this chamber from accessing information that they have requested um, through the Select Committee on Restoring Law and Order. When he was subpoenaed, um, you know, he basically refused and told all of us to. Uh, he basically just said, you don't oversee me and you have no authority to do this and all of these excuses um, when obviously past precedent through the courts and our laws indicate that we absolutely do have oversight over his office and have the authority to issue lawful subpoenas, which we had done. And he refused. So he was held in contempt with a bipartisan majority uh, of the House of Representatives. And the example that I use for people, you know, just because he started to, um, after that vote, to start to give up some documents, which were primarily all public anyway, not necessarily the specific information requested by the committee um, that was not public. Um, you know, I use the example of someone robbing a bank. So you commit a crime and then when you get caught, you try to hand the money back and say, oh, well, you know, we're good here. <laughs> um, that's basically what this looks like. It's like, okay, so you basically committed the crime and now you're trying to walk it back and you think you're not going to be held accountable. That That's not how this place works. Well, he, he's you know, been saying that you guys are just doing that this um, for political grandstanding before the uh, midterm elections. What do you say to that? I say absolutely not. This is specifically regarding public safety. And had he not been a bad actor and misbehaving in his duties and responsibilities to the public and to do what's in the public's interest, he wouldn't be going through this. So is is the state of Philadelphia with all the crime now not only hurting the specific victims, but also the economy? Because I hear people out here in the suburbs are saying, gee, I don't think I want to go down to the city for dinner or see a show. Yeah, our economy is is definitely suffering. Um, we see that Wawa has just announced that they're going to close multiple locations due to continued safety and security challenges. Um, we saw H&M shut down, you know, they're, they're, they announced that they're going to close their location in Center City. We've seen Starbucks, of all businesses, they shut down their location due to security and right. safety reasons for their own, you know, the people who are working in the community who have uh, a job in these businesses, you know, they're, they're in jeopardy because people are robbing daily, just taking stuff right off the shelves because the district attorney will not prosecute petty theft, basically. Um, you know, it, it's ridiculous at this point. I mean, remember the, the, the Wawa that got ransacked? Mm -hmm. There were a hundred teenagers who just walked in and took whatever they wanted. And they were on video and none of them, to my knowledge, were arrested. Yeah, well, because I think police officers know, even if those people got arrested, the DA isn't going to prosecute them. 
Well, I'm a sheets guy myself, so I'm not worried about it. But anyway, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> two last questions for you. One on politics, one on process. First, the politics. Uh, a group of uh, African-American ministers have gathered to support uh, D.A. Krasner, and they've uh, said that there's racism behind this effort. Krasner himself has said straight up, this is a racist attack, which is just odd you know, from the outside looking in. But what is the response from the members of the both the committee and the members of that legislature who support this impeachment effort to that accusation? I would say it's a fallacy. Um, I would say that it's distractions from what is actually happening before our own eyes. And that includes black and brown people dying on our streets and the district attorney standing there watching it and saying that we don't have a crisis of crime. Well, I was gonna say the final question is, what's the process now? It, when would you expect, like the average person in, in Philadelphia, maybe they want to see Krasner impeached. When should they expect some actions? Um, so, I'm sure as, as soon as we possibly can, uh, when we return from, excuse me, when we come in for our, I guess, final days of session, I know that the speaker, I believe, just put on another day for us to be able to facilitate running this uh, impeachment article out of the House and get it over to the Senate. But um, look, it's up to the Senate when they decide to, to move forward on it, and if they would like to move forward immediately versus you know going into the the new year um that will be up to them and under their purview as the people who will try the case well representative white thank you so much for joining us on short notice and updating the uh people of the delaware valley about the latest with the krasner case we appreciate it thank you you guys take care and be safe so with the news of the uh coming impeachment filing against uh, Philadelphia District Attorney Michael Krasner comes reaction from the law enforcement community. Michael Chitwood is the legendary retired police chief from Upper Darby. He joins uh, Delaware Valley Journal uh, on the podcast. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. So first of all, what was your reaction when you heard the news that members of the House are going to move forward with the impeachment as opposed to merely more hearings regarding uh, D.A. Krasner? Well, my, my expectation or my assumption was that they were going to move forward with impeaching the uh, district attorney in Philadelphia. There was no doubt about it. The, the problem, as I see it, is it becomes more political than a matter of fact. I mean, what he has done in the last several years and how he got reelected, I can't tell you. But uh, he has allowed the criminality to rule the decent people in the community. And I think that what happens now is the Republicans, who are obviously against Krasner, will impeach him. And then it'll be like uh, former President Trump. It'll be the same thing. You know, and that's that's the thing that, that really gets to me is because the media will champion his reaction and his uh, uh, constructive uh, work right. that no, void, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. He has made the city of Philadelphia into a dangerous, dangerous area. So before I hand you to Linda, if I put you up on the stand and said, make the case uh, as a former law enforcement officer for 
impeaching and removing from office uh, Krasner, what would the case you be that you would make? It, was, it would be very simple. He has allowed criminals to run the system. He has allowed criminals to run Philadelphia. And he has allowed criminals to do whatever they do without consequences, period. Period. That's exactly what he's done. So, uh, Mike, uh, before you were the Upper Darby Police Chief, you spent 19 years as a Philadelphia police officer. Do you still have friends on the force? I, I do some friends, but most, most unfortunately have passed on and or I've, I've lost contact with them. I was born and raised in South Philadelphia, so I know what the city of Philadelphia is or was. I know. Well, are th are happened. they dispirited? The police? Oh, the police, the police officers are totally, the morale in the Philadelphia Police Department is zero to none. Uh, that's how bad it is because not only because of Krasner, but because of the lack of support that they themselves right. receive from the, from the administration. So it's Mayor Kenny too? It's the, it's the whole, it's the whole ball of wax. You know, it's kind of like, I kind of laugh when I see, uh, and I follow it by reading reading periodicals, uh, News of Delaware County, the Philadelphia Inquirer. So I get I get a chance to see what's going on in there, and it's like it's a combination of a lot of different things. Krasner certainly plays a big role in that, but the mayor, the police commissioner. Uh, I think that the, the, the lack of support for the men and women that go out every day and put their lives on the line is, is, um, is um, intolerable. So if this process plays itself out and uh, Krasner is somehow removed from office, um, do you think it's really going to do any good? Or given that it's Philadelphia, will they just elect another uh, progressive ideologue to be the DA? Here's, here's an interesting, and that's a good question. Here, here is what really, really galls me when, when I see it. He ran for re-election and won. Where were the voters? Why did they vote him in? And that's going to continue because as, as quickly as the city of Philadelphia has dissipated with respect to rising crime, it's going to take a long time right. to get back. It's going to take a long time to get direction. It's going to take a long time to get support. And these things don't happen overnight. These things take take long periods. So who's to say that somebody as bad as Krasner or worse than him will not be elected by the citizens right. of Philadelphia? So let me ask you about the relationship between the cops and the DA. My uh, uncle is retired LAPD, and he uh, definitely had some... Uh, cranky relations with some of the DAs he worked on during his long career. And there's a think there's, there's the thought that I hear from cops is, you know, if they were down here on the street doing what we're doing and seeing what we're seeing, they would have a different approach. So what are a couple of things that if you, let's say we could, uh, uh, Linda Stein and I dipped into our magic wand and we made you district attorney of Philadelphia for 12 months, Mike, what would you do? The first thing I would do is, when an officer brings a case forward, talk to the officer, have somebody talk to the officer, find out what happened, find out what the, what the nuts and bolts, talk to, talk to a, a victim of a crime, 
find out what he or she uh, went through and then go forward with the case. And then if the case isn't what it should be, then you don't have to go forward with it, but at least allow input from those affected most by the crime. And that's the, the victim and the police officers, period. Pure and simple, that's all you have to do. When I was, when I was in Philadelphia, and, and again, it, even though it sounds insane, you could, you had a better chance of, of, get, of, of indicting a bologna sandwich. That's how bad it was. I mean, the indictment, I laugh when I say the district attorney invited or indicted or the district attorney's office indicted this person. That's not, it's, it's not true. Let the system, let the victim, let the police officer know what's going on and then get their input and then guide, guide your decision by that. And, and if, again, if that decision is, is, is null and void, then that decision is null and void. At least you allowed people to have input in the, in the, in the criminality aspect of it. Thank you so much, Mike. We really appreciate it. No, no problem. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.